Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Ah, these things... And even greater things, Jesus tells us, that we would be able to do if we believe. That's actually sort of become an undercurrent of a lot of things we've looked at, uh, either uh, during this podcast time or during the blog time or Bible study times. Some really intriguing things about that to which we always keep our uh, uh, spiritual antennas up for. We're in Matthew chapter 15 right now. We're seeing a little bit of that. In the previous episode, we checked uh, a couple of cross-references, particularly out of John 14, where Jesus made that statement. I want to go back to verse 29 of Matthew 15. We've covered these three verses already, but it sets the context for what follows. And what follows is a portion of Scripture which often people conflate with another portion of Scripture, and they confuse with another portion of Scripture. You'll hear one preached all the time, but you hardly ever hear this one preached and taught. Uh, Sort of interesting. So here's Matthew 15, verse 29. It says this, Departing from there, Jesus went along by the Sea of Galilee, and having gone up on the mountain, he was sitting there. So again, the the, the scene here. Jesus departed from where he was. He goes up on the side of a mountain, and he sits there. And large crowds came to him. I was really struck by that phrase the last couple times we've read this and looked at it. Uh, just because of sort of the environment I'm in now and what's happening and what I hear so much uh, from fellow um, uh, believers in different churches, different portions of the body of Christ, everybody's so motivated to try to attract large crowds, to try to get large crowds to, quote, come to church, unquote, uh, a phrase which I have just about gotten to the point where I nearly despise. (laughs) Try to despise without sin, right? It's just so wrong, folks, so wrong. Because you don't try to get people to come to church. You are the church. We as believers are the body of Christ. So wherever I am, the body of Christ is there. The church is there. So it's not, we sh- we're not called to get people to come to church. We're called to proclaim the kingdom to people and to bring them into the kingdom, not to the church, the building, the organization, the religiosity. But the kingdom, notice what happened here. Jesus sits down on the mountain and the crowds came to him. If we manifest Jesus, if we live as kingdom people, the crowds will come to the Lord, not to us. As a matter of fact, that's where we really mess up. It's actually pretty easy to get a crowd to come. It's pretty easy to build something around a crowd and a big big vision and the big goal and the big whatever it may be and so often it's centered around building programs or around personalities okay the personality of the one the primary speaker shall we say that's pretty easy to do but let me tell you what that's not the true kingdom the amazing thing is that god actually moves in the midst of that sometimes but here the crowds came to him because they'd heard about him they had experienced him already If people hear about and experience the Lord Jesus Christ, they come to him. So the large crowds come to him, verse 30, bringing with them those who are lame, crippled, blind, mute, and many others. And they lay them down at his feet, and he 
healed them. See, they came and they laid the sick at the feet of Jesus. Right now, we have no concept of that, folks. We may pray for somebody that's sick, but we just sort of do it in a perfunctory kind of way. And really, our faith is still in man and medical procedures. That's the bottom line. Nothing wrong with medical procedures. I thank the Lord for them. Okay? And you see that in the portion of Scripture. Paul tells Timothy, hey, man, take a little wine for your stomach problem right there. Nothing wrong with that. Okay? But look what they did. They laid all these folks at the feet of Jesus, and Jesus healed them. So the crowd marveled, verse 31, as they saw the mute speaking, the crippled restored, and the lame walking, and the blind seeing. And they glorified the God of Israel. I love this. They're marveling because they saw the mute speaking. <coughs> Normally you would hear the mute speaking, right? But the whole idea is they saw the mute. They saw the crippled. They saw the lame. They saw the blind. They saw them all healed, speaking, restored, walking, seeing. They saw this, and when they saw it, they glorified the God of Israel. See, the people today don't see this. It's rare to see these type of things. Why is that? Well, it's a bunch of things, but it basically boils down to do we believe and do we live and function as the body of kingdom creatures that we are, and we don't. We're more interested in exalting ourselves than we are in exalting the Lord Jesus Christ. Just listen to the words that we use, and we use them so innocently in our ignorance. Just listen how we speak about things, okay? And you find out that we give far more glory to our endeavors and our structures, okay? And Jesus already dealt with some of these things with the religious rulers about their ways, about their traditions. We do the same thing. So here they are, they're glorifying God. Verse 32, pressing on. And Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I feel compassion for the people because they have remained with me now these three days and have nothing to eat, and I do not want to send them away hungry, for they might faint on the way. Now, think about that. Well, I mean, there's some, there's some interesting things right here that Jesus just revealed. He goes up on the mountain, okay? He's sitting on the mountain, and people start coming to him and laying people at his feet. Jesus heals them all. Now, Jesus says to his disciples, man, I feel compassion for these folks. And that feeling compassion, that word literally means that it's welling up, moving my inward parts, moving my bowels is the way that should move. Deep from within me, I have this deep pity and yearning and compassion for these people. Why? They had been with him three days. Three days and three nights. They hadn't left. How do I know that? Because he says, I don't want to send them away hungry. Apparently, they had not eaten or they had eaten what they had brought and they're running out of things. The people are hungry. How hungry are they? Jesus says that they might faint on the way. They'd been on a three-day fast here, likely unintended. Okay? In other words, they didn't have food. And Jesus is feeling tremendous compassion for them because they had still remained with him till that time for three days. See, Jesus hadn't let... Uh, left either. Had they slept? Huh? Was it three days solid? More than likely they slept. More than likely when the sun went down and it got dark, 
They laid down. They went to sleep. When the sun came the next morning, they started all over again. Doing what? Laying the sick at the feet of Jesus. And he's healing them. And he's teaching them more than likely, right? He's speaking to them. This goes on, folks, for three days. Now they have nothing to eat. And Jesus says, I don't want to send them away hungry, for they might faint on the way. Now we're going to have to stop right here because of the sake of time. But you might be thinking, wait a minute, I thought we already saw where Jesus fed 5,000. Because that's where our mind's sort of going, right? We've already seen it. Yeah, we have. This is another incident. This is another thing. I'll give you a little hint. He's going to feed 4,000 right here. He's going to have seven loaves of bread and a few fish. So it's not the same event. And so often we hear about the feeding of the 5,000, but there's also a feeding of the 4,000. This was on the mountain. The other one was on a plane, which is sort of interesting in and of itself. Tell you what, we'll stop right here. Just remember this. The Lord has compassion. Remain with the Lord. Even if it's three days and you start getting hungry and you start wondering, the Lord will not abandon you. He won't let you go hungry, <laughs> whether it be spiritual or in a physical sense, okay? The Lord knows. Again, I'm Dale. We'll continue this next episode.